0: TLDR, you guys are awesome. I don't know about you, Nick, but heroes most certainly do that. And welcome back to TLDR. This is our fourth trade issue. Man. I'm your friendly neighborhood backracker, Doctor Joe. With me, as always, is my hunk and crime. Together, we are the Woodward and of the DSG. fryer my guy. How's it going? Oh
1: my god! How did you keep it together for that entire intro? That was outstanding. <laughs> that is an all timer right there. You do intros here, and you do. And I've heard it both ways. And I obviously we we hear it on all the other podcasts in the DSG. That was fucking flawless. Outstanding. <laughs> I don't agree with your take, and apparently neither did the people at Warner Brothers. But I'm totally comfortable. No, with No, I a said villain. heroes do do that. You should
0: yeah. agree with my take. No,
1: I'm. I'd rather be a villain. I'm totally fine with that. I've embraced it. It's, <laughs> t- it's too late, Joe. There's no coming back. It's over. It's over. But I, I'll tell you what. That, that seeing all the comic writers debate this whole thing. I mean, Snyder's gotten in on it, and I've seen others as well. I love it. Why not? That's like bad. it's just it's just stupid shit. Who cares? And I would tend to have agreed initially that yeah, heroes do do that. But I mean, I, I'm at a point of no return. <laughs> so
0: I I could I was I was fucking flabbergasted because you know you, you check out where it's what's trending what what trending what's trending and you know I see I see Batman and then I see like Tom Taylor uh had a great tweet he was like checks trending checks to see why Batman's trending and back to writing Nightwing or something like that it <laughs> was it was hilarious and then just seeing everyone else chirp in I mean it's just like We knew, you know, if anyone who's ever watched a Harley Quinn, you know, cartoon knows it's off the walls. Oh, yeah. Uh, And the fact that not only did they, you know, was that a bridge too far for them, but then for them to DC to come out with that written statement. And just it's that phrase should be on their fucking like, you know, on their letterhead, Mm -hmm. heroes
1: don't do that. What
0: fucking what an asinine statement like who the fuck wrote that? Like it's just it's perfect. Like we got to
1: put it on a T-shirt. We we got to we got to put that. Heroes don't do that. And confirmed villain. Yes, those are the two. New new
0: TLDR shirts. I think we'll have to uh, we'll have to do something there because that's just outrageous. Oh man, it was just it was just too funny. I I was you know talking to my wife and she was just she was she was laughing her ass off. It was just it's just one of those iconic moments that uh, you just kind of look back. I'm like, hey, remember that time that DC got pissed off? You know that you know. (laughs) Yes. Batman, you know, you know. Uh,
1: uh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, honestly, if a parent is letting their kid, like a young kid, watch the Harley Quinn show, then that's, that's on a fucking them. parent. Yeah. They, thank you. Taking the words right out of my mouth. That's on them. Like, seriously, like, you can totally have people who like Batman and are okay with seeing him do something like that. And then you can have the kids where they don't watch it. Fine. Nobody who's watching that show would bat
0: two eyelashes at that scene. Right. A thousand percent. Right. It, it, I believe it's TVMA, right? Isn't that on the on the what whatever it is or yeah, TV, it's, on, whatever? it's on HBO like,
1: now. You know what you're getting if you're yeah. to HBO. Don't wait. Ah,
0: yeah. It's a this it is a different argument for a different day. But it was so fucking hilarious, Nick. Yes,
1: today is more a day of celebration for you and I because we had another guest on the show and you guys can go listen to that whether you're watching us live or you listen to, to this episode on the audio channel. Um, but we had Axel Alonzo on from AWA, of course, the former editor-in-chief over at Marvel. And he was a senior editor at Vertigo Comics during the, the Preacher run and everything. He's the guy that had to deal with it. That story was outstanding. Talking about Deadpool and his role in bringing that character back to... Um, like the, the prominence that it's at now... He, I know ryan reynolds has done a ton but axel clearly did a lot before uh you know way before ryan reynolds became the character but then of course all the stuff with awa yeah. i'm going to be talking about an awa book today but that was he just did an awesome job uh he was it was an awesome conversation uh with him it was just it was so much fun
0: yeah it was it was one of my favorites because it was it was the first time that we've talked to someone who wasn't a writer yeah. you know and and so like getting that perspective of what you know you know his process in determining what you, what he thinks should be, you know, what what should be either published or what, what kind of content that he wants to bring to AWA. And I mean, he broke my heart a little bit when he said he, you know, he didn't like Lord of the Rings.
1: Oh, yeah. And it, it like, is, oh, he has Star Wars, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Spider Man, right? Like he just, you know, but, I, you know, it's, you can tell that AWA has his fingerprints all over it because mm-hmm. he talked about the things that he likes, noir, crime stories. You know, offbeat, original, and and that's what AWA, uh, you know, brings to the table, and that's you know part of the reason why I've really uh, you've been enjoying their book so much, and why they've sort of been flying up the rankings for me. And so that was a great, that was a great talk, uh, great interview. So if you if you haven't yet, uh, head on over iTunes, Spotify, right, Geeks for a while, wherever you know you get your podcast. and give that one a listen because that was just. I couldn't wait for it to drop today, so
1: I could re-listen to it again. It was just absolutely fantastic. And seriously, you're he's a, he's a titan in the industry. I mean, we've yeah. had we've had some some pretty big ass names on yeah. here, but Axel is like the imprint he has left on the business is. Chances just, are,
0: if you've read it and you've loved it, he's he's dealt with it in some way.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and you know what you bring up too, Joe? How he's like he's he's in love with the medium and he's in love with the, you know, then the stories, yeah. what they are, what they're about, not their plot, what they're about. And and even when he talked about preachers, it's a little thing for everybody. If you haven't listened to the interview, yet, but he talked about how it's still a superhero story. Like yeah. if these different elements, it's still in there. And I just thought that was really interesting. How it's like, we love it because it's not, it's it's a comic book, but it's so different from all the superhero stuff. It's like, no, there's still, but when you boil it all down, it still kind of is that. So it's just amazing how he, he looks at it all. And um, yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed every interview we've done so far, but that one was, uh, was definitely different from the rest we've done for sure. Yeah,
0: it was, it was fantastic. And, uh, and then, and then, and that's coming off a great interview that we had with Sean Lewis the week before an emotional interview that we had with Sean Lewis the week before. So, Mm -hmm. uh, so, so good shit uh, all around. Uh, with the Friarside Chats. Um, before we we, we we jump into your favorite segment, um, <laughs> you've watched a couple episodes
1: of Sweet Tooth. Yes, I have. What, and what I've enjoyed think? it so far. I So I think it's going to – I'm going to have to be the one that – of the two of us that talks about the comic versus the show because you still can't stomach it. I've enjoyed the first two episodes. Lauren and I have been watching, and she's liked it too. But I know what you've said, like how it's so dark – And this is like, this is where like with comics versus novels. the one thing that's really nice, you can absolutely watch a show and go back and read the comic and it will not be ruined. you. You may. And if you appreciate the comic medium as much as Joe and I, well, we appreciate it probably more than the average person, I guess. But if you, if you appreciate it at all, you can end up liking the comic more still afterwards. I imagine that's what will happen to me. And it sounds like for you, it's not, I mean, the comics, the source material. So it didn't ruin the show. It's just the, the show's not lived up to your hype. But I get your, I do understand some of your frustration with it.
0: Yeah. Like I th- I'm going to find this out um, when I read another book that we've watched the show on and I haven't read the source material yet. But with Sweet Tooth, the show, I think, I, you know, what we talked about it last week, the show itself like in a vacuum if you haven't read the book and you're watching the show if you if you're new to the property like yourself or I would say a majority of the people who who are watching sweet Tooth, they're going to probably love it. It is well done. You know the the cinematography like everything about it. Like I'm sure that from episode 1 to episode 8 I believe it tells a fantastic story because there is a fantastic story there to tell. The problem I'm having is that it's, it's legit a 180 from the book,
1: <clears throat> which is and listening, frustrating as all hell.
0: It is because listening to, you know, to Dork to, you know, Keith and Davey talk about it. Cause again, they're watching the show. They didn't read the book. They liked it very much. There's no surprise there. But when they started talking about some of the plot points and some of the characters and how, and and, and knowing how it is in the book versus show, I'm out. I can't. I can't do it. It's gonna take me a long time uh, before I even consider, and and that's just because I'm being stubborn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I loved the book so much that it's gonna take me probably
1: a lot longer to separate the two than uh, I realized. Uh, and that's fair. I don't blame you for that. I, I don't, and I don't fully understand why you take such a huge leap. Like I'm talking about the people making Sweet Tooth. Right why they take make such a huge leap because I think I told you I was listening to Lemire do an interview elsewhere and I think he was involved in some capacity, but he wasn't like I don't know if he was writing stuff or if he was overseeing things, if he was a producer. I know he was on set for like the what was it, the pilot for it. So okay, but I don't know I don't know how, how much he did outside of that. So yeah. it's like it's I, I get making changes, but I don't like they it's just sometimes you go too far and when it's a complete 180 that doesn't make sense like it changed with, everything it changed in, everything With Invincible they changed a little bit of it and it was a little bit unsettling for me at times but still it, in a vacuum it was really good and for the most part it respected the source material and I understand making changes um along the way absolutely but with this like it doesn't it doesn't yeah. make any sense like it's yeah. It, but it's good though at the end. Like, unlike, uh, I was actually, Lauren and I were rewatching Wolverine Origins. And as I'm going through some stuff with her and talking about, hey, because I've always looked at that movie as like in a vacuum, yeah, like I like Hugh Jackman. I like how he portrays the character. I like how, you know, uh, Leah uh, Schreiber plays Sabretooth. But then as I'm rewatching it, it's like, but this is wrong. That, Like, I know certain things yeah. are wrong. But then I start going further and it's like, oh, that's wrong. And that's wrong. It's like, holy crap. This yeah. is like, this is. This, this is no way. Like this, this is actually completely unacceptable. Now, like in yeah. the vacuum, it's fine. It's just like a mindless action movie. But when you know, so like when you look at, when you it's really look it down, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's frustrating oh. itself. Yeah. But anyway, so it's, but at least sweet tooth is good, but you're going to, unfortunately have to take some time. So I'm sorry for you being the one that took on that ahead of the show, but no, it's okay. It happens. Sometimes, sometimes it's gotta happen. Um, as for catching up, Joe, uh, what have you been trying to catch up on ahead of this week? Uh,
0: not a, not a ton, just uh, some Batman stuff. Um, I'm still behind on my Star Wars and 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 uh, some other things. But uh, Batman 109, nice. Uh, Detective one uh, Detective Comics uh, 1037, uh, and Batman Urban Legends. Um, oh, issue four. Issue four, and mm-hmm. yeah, I know you love the Grifter story. I still love the Red Hood story. The Red Hood story no, is awesome. It's, it's just you know, they're they're both great. I just. Uh, there's just there's something there and and i mean with with both of them but i think i'm just a little bit more heavily invested in red hood than i am the character of the grifter uh but that said they're both a plus stories
1: they are Um, they really are they're just they're absolute must reads and i I think if you like Red Hood, because the Grifter's a character who's been in and out, you know, over the years. Obviously, started out as an image character and was Jim Lee's character. Um, and still is, you know, Jim Lee's character because he's over at DC. But if you've been in and out, I mean, he's been in and out over the years. So if you're a Red Hood fan, you will like the Grifter stuff too. Yeah. Like, they're, they're like they're obviously they're not the same exact character. Obviously, their look kind of feels the same, but they're different. But in in good, but similar in yeah. some ways. And in the end, Joe. What we need out of this is Red Hood and Grifter. That needs to be a title, and and give it to Matt Rosenberg or give it to Chip Zdarsky. I'd probably say more Rosenberg because you're going to get more hijinks, and I think that would fit those two better if they're yeah definitely yeah definitely. Oh, but it's been they have both been and the cameos and Grifter have been yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely nuts. Um, As for me, speaking of Batman, because of course why not? um, I've been uh, catching up on Batman the Detective, and it has been good. It's Tom Mm -hmm. Taylor. I expect it to be good. It's been. I would probably say like an eight point five out of ten. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe a little better than that even, but I, I'm comfortable saying that. And maybe I think it's only going to be six issues. We'll see. But maybe I'll talk about that at the at the end of the arc. But it's definitely uh, it's had a couple surprises along the way, um, and it, it's not like this like crazy larger than life thing, which you know, sometimes that can happen with Batman, but obviously Tom Taylor, who we'll be talking about in a second has done, it does an outstanding job. Um, and also I finally read Magneto in the mutant force issue one, which is part of the heroes reborn. And I've been catching up on that one as well, but I am not right on, um, the latest issue, but for Magneto in the mutant force, that one was really good. Um, of course you get Magneto rogues in there, Jubilee, a few others. And, um, it's, uh, you know, without spoiling anything, like it's just the, the ending I did not see coming, which I always appreciate a little bit of surprise. Maybe I should have seen it coming, but I think that it's a character like there's just something that happens with certain characters that um, it, you, it's not. I think people can easily kind of get fall asleep on something like that, but um, but yeah, it's been that was good. And I, I still got to read American Nights, I'm, I'm excited to get that one too. That's Luke Cage, looks like Daredevils in that one as well, but again, Heroes Reborn has been solid. Not nice. a must-read event, but it has been solid. Um, but, yeah, speaking – but we mentioned Tom Taylor before. Let's start with him as we head over to uh, what's new. And Nightwing issue 81 is out this week. I wrote about it for Geeks Worldwide. And, uh, I mean – go ahead, Joe. I'll let you go. <laughs> so I, I read this you, – you had read
0: it a couple days ago. I, I got to it last night. And as soon as I, I finished it, as I, I, I am to do with a lot of these books, I just sent you some eyeball emojis. Mm-hmm. Just – I was uh, I, I ran into to DJ from Brightside chat over at New, Newberry Comics earlier today, and we were talking oh. about it. He hadn't read it yet, but I had. And but we both had the same feeling about Tom Taylor's run now on Nightwing as we do with Zadarsky's run on Daredevil. They feel very similar.
1: Wow. Like in terms of how like how important it is for the character's
0: lore. How important it is for the character's lore. I just think how well they're writing the character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, period. You know, Z- what Zdarsky has done with Daredevil, like I've said many times, he's he's grounded him. He's he's grounded that entire universe. There, there's there's a lot of just you know uh, internal stuff that the character you know is dealing with. I mean, you're always going to have that with Daredevil, but now seeing how Taylor's approached Nightwing, it's got a very f- similar vibe, mm-hmm. and to me, I think, you know, it's going to be a point really soon w- with Nightwing that it's going to approach that similar level with me as Zdarsky, you know, Zdarsky's wow. right on Daredevil. I just, if you haven't been reading Nightwing, find, you know, if you've never read Nightwing, you know start with you know was it 78 was that taylor's first run 77 yeah first issue? 77
1: or 78 yeah i'm not whenever certain. tom taylor's
0: first issue is with nightwing grab it and just start reading it's, yeah it's that fucking good
1: and it, then what it, happens in this one well issue <sighs> oh fuck man yeah i was not ready for that shit whatsoever my i yeah. was i was like i think i don't I was by myself and i was like oh shit when i saw that i just it's one of those things you just did, you know, you haven't, like, we can tell you, we can warn you, like, there's a surprise at the end. You will have no fucking way of knowing like what it is. Uh-uh. Like, you, you won't be able to figure it out. But yeah, this has been must-read stuff. And I know we had somebody reach out to us over on Instagram at TLDR underscore pod. Um, and uh, this is uh, at hello, Pessoa, uh, Pessoa, I guess. But she thanked us for, um you know, talking about D- Dick Grayson. I guess where she's from, she's like, nobody really cares about the character whole hell of a lot. Wherever you are, Dick Grayson, first of all, Nightwing is an awesome character. And she she said she hasn't liked it as much since New Fifty Two. Um, or that, that was the last time she really liked the Nightwing stuff that we were getting from DC. And we did talk about on the show about that on the show a while back. It's been um, I really enjoyed that. I did like Benjamin Percy's run with the character, but between Benjamin Percy and Tom Taylor, you know, not not ideal. And I but I think Tom Taylor stuff is the best stuff. The best Nightwing stuff. Like, it's the book of the week for me. It
0: might be the best.
1: Done. It might be the best stuff we've been get like we're getting from on the character ever. It's, it's like, it, I, I absolutely love it. It is, it is such a, it's an easy read. It's like, yeah. a, it's got a good tempo and you get the right mix of action and the internal stuff. It's just, I, I love it. So I, keep, I, we get more bite wing, more bite wing. Yes. I recommend this book to absolutely anybody. This is one of those books, a thousand percent. Um, we got to find a way to get tom taylor at some point because like yes. we got to talk i mean he's done a, t- a lot of other stuff um but like i know like seven secrets is another book that he has that's out this week too and that's been uh great but anyways uh, as for the other stuff from dc there's legends of the dark knight issue 2 supergirl wonder woman of tomorrow i'm sorry woman of tomorrow issue 1 i thought wonder girl was supposed to come out this week but we didn't get those um those uh the uh, review copy. So I don't know I what didn't
0: that see it on the shelf either. So yeah.
1: So, okay. So it must've gotten pushed back a little bit, but I like that first issue a lot. I'm very That'd excited for the second one. Um, and then static shock season one, issue one came out as well this week. I did end up reading that. I did not write a review for it on Geek Worldwide, but I thought this was a solid book, uh, more than solid. Um, and this is, this is kind of the start of all the milestone stuff. I know like milestone issue zero. And I think that we've gotten milestone issue one, but this is like the first thing on its own. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going to stay in on this uh, definitely. Definitely after this issue like I'm like making it sound like it was a, like a thing like I, I enjoyed this um let's head over to marvel of course there's a big huge issue that dropped this week
0: big huge issue and I, and I didn't realize that it was this writer's last issue on the book of course I've talked about Donnie Kate's venom on the show today for those watching you can see here this badass cover by Patrick <laughs> Gleason right this is venom uh 35 um also venom 200 uh and it's a thick
1: bitch <laughs> um, wait now decent and- is the one who did the spider-man cover in right, the carnage cover yes that dude yeah. has got to be rolling in the dough like right i said now. he's he's one of my favorite you know
0: cover artists right now he's because so, th- some of those covers have just been iconic but you know i didn't realize that this was donny case's last issue and he's he's moving over to uh hulk i believe and mm-hmm. um which All right, gonna have to give. I think we both
1: said this on Twitter. Gonna have to, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't give a little pixie poo to Hulk. You know, I cannot say that I necessarily care for this character yet. I am gonna give it a shot because Donnie Cates – his, I mean, his like uh, his brand is he's just the dude's on fire right now because he's got God's country just got opted for was it a movie or a show and then a movie and then he and then of course he's got um crossover that's been killing it and then he did an awesome job with Venom and all the stuff with um. Oh his venom verse
0: has been fantastic what was
1: the what was the event with Null? why am i drawing a black uh, king in black, king and, in black. Then, and then and then now he's got i'm actually going to absolutely going to give hulk a shot under yeah. under his watch um as for the rest of stuff from marvel we have the captain america annual um let's see star wars 14 which joe you are reading uh planet size x-men issue one which is apparently this is supposed to be a big, huge deal. So uh, if you've been out on the X-Men stuff, this might be something worth picking up. Everybody, It's um, it, it, uh, that's all. That's how they've been advertising it a ton. Um, we have Alien 4, Demon Days, Mariko, Issue 1, which neither of us are necessarily particularly interested in, but still something that uh, I don't know who it's exactly for. And I got a strong feeling it's not us, but it's the first issue. So is whatever. America
0: and Duffel the writer on
1: that one? I, I don't know. Don't think so, but go ahead and check that while I go through these last few. Uh, we have Heroes Reborn 7. Again, it's been solid. Uh, then we have X Corp issue 2 and Heroes Reborn Weapon X and Final Flight issue 1, which I am definitely going to be picking that one up as well. Uh, we head over to Dark Horse Joe. Um, Who's Peach Momoko, remember? by the way? That's what I got mixed up. Peach Momoko. Uh, oh, okay. Go gotcha. For Dark Horse, what do we got this week?
0: Uh, Dark Horse, we have Rangers of the Divide, number two. I read the first issue. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed it enough that I, I definitely um, haven't had a chance to read it yet uh, today, but uh, i totally planning on uh, reading that one. And then um, from Aftershock, mm-hmm. uh, this is one I want to get my hands on. I'm going to have to give it, get it digitally because I couldn't find it at Newberry Comics,
1: but uh, Seven Swords, number one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you know, we talked about that on our on our solicit. And I know we got another one coming up. Is that is that next week? No, we got a couple of weeks till our till our July solicit. Yeah. But yeah, this was. Um, I think this is one of those that caught my eye. And AfterShock's been putting out some pretty damn good stuff. Bunny Mask. That was um that was AfterShock, right? Yeah. I didn't talk about that in catching up because I read that right after the show last week. Oh, right. I didn't talk about it at all. Holy shit, that was so good. Oh man, that's just so fucked up. And I, and just so everybody knows, it looks like I'm going to be able to hold, Joe's going to have to hold off on that one. Cause he's going to yep. be the nice guy for once. So I can talk about that one on here. Well, yeah, oh. because I fucked up, right? I started <laughs> reading good Asian. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, but still, um, by the way, you can take, uh, you can also, I meant to tell you, you can take Trigger Keaton too. I looked at the art for that one. I hadn't seen it. Not yeah. for me, not for me. Oh, so okay. you can go ahead and give that one a shot if you want to. But, oh, was that a, uh, was that good? Oh my yeah. God. Um, <laughs> pff, nightmares for sure. Nightmare fuel. Uh, we head over to AWA and we have Resistance Uprising issue three. Of course, that's, I'm mean, sorry, uh, yeah, Resistance. Uh, seeing Resonant down later for Vault, that's the, fi- the final issue of that is also out as well. But Joe talked about Resistance a while back. Resonant is a book that you've also talked about on here yeah. from Vault. Uh, image has been the biggest one for us. Actually, before I jump on image, IDW has uh, Usagi Ojimbo issue 20, of course. Joe talked about that on here as well. But Joe, Image, why don't you roll through what we got coming out? Uh, what's out this week from them?
0: Uh, so Time Before Time, number two. This is one where um, I'm very, I've am very. i heard very good things. Uh, I, I, I've got a bit of a backlog here, so I need uh-huh. to go back up and catch the first one. But I've heard great things about Time Before Time. So number two came out today. Um, we both uh,
1: read the silver coin. Right? Yes. Number three. Been, so, okay. I loved the first issue. I loved the second issue. The third one I thought was solid, but left a little bit to be desired.
0: See, I I was thinking about it today. Yeah, I would I would agree because it was it was on a really great pace, and then just ended like really fast,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Yep. And, and and I wanted like it was building, it was building, it was building, and then it was just sort of like a boom kind of ending. So yeah, I would maybe go two, one, three. Is how I would sort of rank them. I think that's fair uh, for me. So, but Silver Coin, and uh, I can't remember who wrote this particular issue. Uh, but next next month is Jeff Lemire's issue. Yes, I am. I am pumped and jacked about that one
1: yeah i'm Um, sure it's gonna
0: be awesome but i
1: i agree i think i've been like is one one's so awesome and you know being the first issue of course like we're gonna look at a little bit differently and they're setting the table and all that and even like i just felt like we're just jumping right in the middle of something which is how it should feel so that's why i'm like kind of should I, is one better or is, but I, I do agree with you. Two was definitely better. Yeah. Like it's just,
0: yeah, two was great. Cause it was, it was just like the storytelling was perfect in that one. Cause you had that nice little build, you had a nice crescendo and then how it ended. It was just, it's, it seemed like that's how that issue, like that was like the perfect ending for, and it was just start mm-hmm. to finish this one. Just like it was building, it was building, it was building. And it was like, it's just a crash course. The,
1: you know what the other thing is too. With two and one, you could absolutely read those individually on their own, and they're just awesome stories. And you yeah. get the idea what's leading to all the shit that goes on. With this one, the sh- like if the the coin is now the driving force in it all. Like like in a different way. Like we're now making a story about the coin. Those yeah. are stories that involve the coin, and that's what we kind of had come to expect. And I think I
0: like that a lot better than having the coin. You know, be the f- focus like you want the you i think what made one and two so great was that like you knew this thing was cursed and then you're just waiting to see how that curse is going to unfold mm-hmm. whereas with this issue it was very much the driving force it was right. just it was just a little more upfront, you know mm-hmm. in the storytelling than it had been uh in the past but um, that, that continues to be great. I mean, I read Red, uh, Radiant Black number five. Mm. Nick, I can't. I, it's yeah, we're talking about this on this show, baby. That's that's how good. And last issue was of you know, it, the way it ended was like, What the fuck just <laughs> happened? And this picks right up where that left off. And then again, you get to the end and you go, What the fuck is going on? It's just been Kyle Higgins is absolutely killing it with radiant black higgins
1: is awesome man i feel like we're gonna start talking more about higgins shit on here i mean i it's he's well we already have i mean i already have a little bit so it's it's yeah he does a good job i've held this is a book i held off on and you were on it right away i wasn't necessarily like i'm absolutely gonna jump in on this was not one where it's like I was being the good guy. Like you were all over it. I was not on, on my radar as it should have been. And Honestly, anything with image now needs to be yeah. on our radar. And yeah. I think it has been. And, and that's your know, best example of that right now from this week is Compass issue yeah. one, which we have both read, um, didn't yeah. talk to each other about it beforehand that we're going to. It was solid.
0: Yeah, it was fine. It, it was good enough to make me want to read the second issue but that second issue will be make or break. Like if I 100%. still feel kind of meh at the end of the second one, I probably won't continue on mm-hmm. like yeah. there's some, there's some potential here, but uh, I, I I don't know how I quite feel about it yet.
1: Yeah. And it's like set in medieval times and you're dealing with a girl, like we're dealing with some religious type stuff. It seems like for those who don't know, because I didn't, I didn't look at, at what its deal was at all coming into this. So I did not know what to expect, but it's like, that's the kind of stuff. Um, And it's, you know, like like you said, I, I might. I'm gonna let you like go through it the second time in case it's like really kick ass. You feel a little bit better about it than I do. Yeah. I'll let you go first. Um, and then that way, if it's like, Oh my God, so good. Then maybe we can talk about it on the show later on down yeah. I'll, I'll let you, I'll leave that. Um, then of course we finish off with boom, seven secrets issue nine. I've really enjoyed that. Talked about that on the show after its first arc, the first trade is out and there's only been three issues since then. So you guys can absolutely catch up on that. I highly recommend it. Tom Taylor book. Of course, out, you know, expect outstanding. Actually, sorry. Did we mention Stillwater issue eight was out this week? Uh, we didn't, but yes, that came out and that was uh, fantastic as well. Okay, and that's, of course, an image book for those who yeah. don't know. Um, from Boom, you're also reading The Many Deaths of Say- Layla's Star, Issue 3. That's from Rom V. And I know yeah. Scott Snyder's pra- singing his praises like crazy. So yeah. um, I imagine this is a book you'll talk about down the line. But there's another book that I thought would be a surefire TLDR book. Well, actually, no. I'm reading it along with you, so there's no way we were going to do it on the show. Um, this is one of those books like when Joe and I saw it, it's like we, we, we both have to read it at the same time. We can't. We cannot wait. We'll maybe We'll do it together at the end. And you did you did you read this issue? Have you I did. It? I did. Okay, I, so
0: give me your thoughts before I, I wax poetic. I, I so I like. The, and then the, we're talking about Berserker number yes, three, by the,
1: the way. Berserker issue three by uh, Matt Kent and uh, Keanu Reeves. And look, the the art has been you know obviously the violence is good. I mean, I and the the action and everything. I thought this was actually better in that regard than the last issue. Um, and I thought the the story, like in general, what they did here, I thought was better than the last issue i actually probably would have preferred if you made this the second issue i think that would have worked a lot better actually that's what that's what they needed to do
0: yeah so <laughs> i i reviewed berserker number three four geeks worldwide you can go find it, it might be my lowest score or tied with my lowest score that i've I, you gave I, it a I seven and a half i mean it's it me not, let's fuck. not
1: act like you were like the meanest person ever
0: i know but i typically i'm more in that eight and a half nine Nine if and a half if this
1: had been the second issue, would you have given it a higher grade? And you yes, take I out would have. Yeah.
0: I, yes, I would have. And my and and I said this in my review. You know, the problem is it was redundant, mm-hmm. right? It's it's essentially the same issue. We got we got issues two and issues three are identical. The only difference really is the last two pages of the third book finally kind of sort of give you some inkling that you already kind of felt like you knew, mm-hmm. right? So that nothing was really new in this episode is in this issue and that's where my frustration lied because like the first issue came out guns blazing we loved the first issue because of what it, we felt like it was setting up like it, it felt like because the problem i think is the expectations for this book are sky high because oh, yeah. uh, you know keanu reeves attachment to it and and i know matt kent is is an excellent writer and yeah it's you not talk that,
1: about a kent book on here too yeah
0: and and it's not that Kent's writing is terrible. The problem is the pacing
1: of the story is is brutal. It's yes. brutal. Yeah, and, I think that they needed to. The, some of the stuff that they went over in that first in the second issue, I do think was important, and they needed to to use it. But you've already set the pace for this up tempo thing. There's some of the stuff that you could have cut there, and then mesh it together. There was some of the stuff we got here, and then like it, it, and they didn't do that, and that's where the, no, the issue It was, was just it was just back to back issues of of literally the same. Stuff, but the ending was good. The ending is like, all right, now we're kind of we should. Yeah, because they respond.
0: they planted the seeds a little bit in the first issue, you know, especially with the psychiatrist character, and then we get introduced to a new character here. But again, that's like the last several panels of book three, so everything sort of in between is just redundant. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem is is that you know what ha- what needs to happen is that the storytelling needs to start to match the pace of the the art yep. because the art is flying, baby. And it oh, is yeah. fantastic. Like that's like that, to be honest, that's the only thing really keeping me in really? at this point is because the art, I mean, I love looking at that art and I know that Matt Kent's a great writer. And, the and Kent's got him
1: keeping you in too. Come on.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, think I said that in my review too. Yes. Because, because the Kent's writing and the, but the art is like, something else in this book that's the one thing that i will like praise over
1: and over is is the art absolutely um yeah i I don't know what you're gonna say about the art here but i have a very strong feeling i know what you're gonna say about this book because of who wrote this joe what book are you talking about this week which actually is from boom it is
0: from boom and uh it's it's from a writer i may have you know mentioned once or twice before uh his name uh Familiar as it is, is James Tynan. That nah, doesn't ring any bells. Doesn't ring any bells. So I am mm-hmm. reading Wind uh, by James Tynan. Um, artist and colorist is, is uh, Michael Dianis, and the letters are by um, Aditya uh, Bitaker. And so this is a book that has, has been out for. It came out in June 2020, so it's almost a year old since it, it first started. And its first arc was uh, just five issues long, and the issues are a little bit thicker or a little bit longer, I should say, than than most books are, and this was this was came out at a time where it's boom. Yep, reading it, James Tynan. Oh, you bet your sweet ass. Uh, you know, I, I'm reading it, and I didn't realize at the time. I actually just picked on picked up on it today uh, that it's a Boombox uh, imprint. Oh, so you know what we know about the. the I've read. I'm, I'm reading a couple of Boombox stuff now too. So it's it's definitely geared. You know more towards all ages, but in no way shape or form is this you know strictly a young adult book or, or or a kid's book. this this deals with a lot of you know a lot of you know sort of adult themes. and it's just been an absolute joy to read. And I remember when I finished it up, I thought that was it. I didn't realize that you know uh, there was going to be more to it. and then you know uh, as the last issue uh, had come out, Tynan had put out a tweet you know uh or i think it was actually at the end of the at the very end of the book it said you know returning in however you know whatever
1: so okay. it was absolutely i was absolutely stoked when, when i read that so um i'll quick, tell you what this before you go into the synopsis when i saw the the spelling on it just when the little difference like huh yeah what led to that? I'm actually like, you got like, it's funny how like little things can get yeah. us interested. And then I see like, there's, isn't there a line going through the why in yeah. in wind? Yeah, yeah. So like that, that too, it's like, huh? I wonder what that's all about too. Just, yeah. It's little yeah. things.
0: Little things. And, and, and the art too, like you mentioned earlier, the art in this has been fantastic, but mm. uh, the synopsis magical heritage is punishable by death in pipe town. So a young boy named wind must keep his true identity and his pointy ears, a secret from everyone, even if it means he'll never have the normal life he wants. But when his secret is threatened, Wind will be forced to leave his home behind to embark on a dangerous quest that will put him at the heart of a royal conspiracy beyond his imagination. Now on the run with Oakley, Thorne, and Yorick, Wind will have to embrace the magic within himself if he wants to save them from shocking dangers
1: that await. Okay, So... It I, is, don't, I don't know why, but when I hear Pipetown, Town, I just like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your mind goes in the gutter. I just think is that adjacent to Pants Tent City. This, <laughs> pipe I, down, I yeah, yeah, Pants
0: Tent City, uh, Heroesville—they're yeah. all right next to each other.
1: <laughs> Villain, yeah, vill- yeah, yeah, Villainville, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you know, as I said, that you know, the, the first volume is out, and actually, issue seven, Kate. You know, so the second issue, the second art came out last week, but uh, the first um, volume collects issues one through five, and this like is. That. Yeah, th- th- this is, you know, I don't read, a, a you know, a ton of fantasy stories, um, you know, there's a couple, uh, and I've been reading coincidentally a little bit more lately, but this this is, you know, first and foremost, it's a it's a fantasy story, it's an adventure story, but it's also about sort of persecution and self-discovery. Like I said, like, this is, you know, a young adult-centered book, but it's great literally great for all ages and is, is more adult, you know, when you read about the themes than you'd realize. And what Tynan does really well with this book is he, he talks about some of these themes, you know, persecution, hatred, uh, sexual identity, you know, in a way where like you could have, you know, kids read this book they would they wouldn't bat an eyelash it's 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 he he does a really good job of of, of writing about these themes and 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 having them done in such a way that is not like you know oh ah i don't you know is is this you know it's just it all flows it's so never perfectly. too much Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's honest. There, there, there's, there's an honest and honesty and an innocence about the way he, you know, he writes this character wind and, and the story in general. And, and, and even with some of those, those larger themes, just the, the first arc in and of itself is, is really exciting to read. Uh, It's a, it's a great journey. It, It gives you the sense of sort of, you know, like any good fantasy book, you know, sort of, you know, borrows from the Lord of the Rings where you've got that fellowship and then the fellowship gets broken up, and then they mm. get back together, right? So, you, so you get a bit of that uh, with this, but you know, it's it's a lot of fun to read, and it, it, there's a lot of
1: suspense and and exciting and, and that, moments. And that makes sense that he's able to build the suspense because this is a guy who loves doing horror writing, and yeah. I, and I just I can't help but think like, oh, you know, he's done he's doing this kids book, well, not sorry, all ages book, but definitely something that's very you know. Um, Kids can absolutely go and read this and, they, and enjoy it. And I, I can't help but think, like, you know, Colin, We the first time we had him on it was to talk about bite size, which is more yeah. for kids, and that was over at AWA. Which, as we read more AWA stuff, it's like I cannot believe they put out kids stuff. Like I know that yeah. that, that uh, you know Axel talked about stuff for everybody. We're not just a specific imprint on like horror or whatever. But anyways, like my my thing is more like people who write these horror books can also write. A good kids book too, and it's, I just find that very interesting. Yeah, I mean he he
0: does suspense very well. We we've seen it, you know, with Department of Truth. We've seen it with, you know, something is killing the children. Hell, we see it with Batman. He he creates, you know, a, a great level of suspense there, and so he he just does such a great job of of of, of building it. It's not just boom boom like jump scare. Kind of suspense. It's 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 a slow build. You kind of you kind of see it come, but when it comes and it, it, it hits you, you still kind of feel it, even though you know it, it's palpable. It, it, it's still there. And, and and another thing, Tynan doesn't shy away from ever is sexuality. You know, there's a gay character in Department of Truth, right? There's a there's wind. um He's a very he's a very naive, a very exuberant uh you know character, and 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 you know he, you know he has a love interest that is you know within this fellowship you know that you know he's you know very much just in love you know with thorn who I'll, I'll talk about in a moment and and how those two you know bond and and their relationship throughout this book like he doesn't shy away from it and whether it's an adult book or or an all ages book he's he's able to do it in a way that just it's the way it should be it's it
1: it's just it's just natural it's just two people caring for each other you know yeah and, and i mean and that's part of who that's part of who tynan is too so it yeah. makes perfect sense that he's able to talk about these things and that's where yeah. you need to have and that's really like, like you need to have a litany of different voices yes in literature and in, whether you're talking about comics or prose you just need and, and prose there's no issues with that but comics i feel like that's not necessarily always been the case but we, you need to have different types of voices and, and that and that that's beyond you know, just your sexuality. There's so much yeah. else to that too, but yeah, it's, it's, and that's, and that's where it's great that he's risen so much. Hopefully he can help people who have, you know, not, I guess different voices is more what I was looking for there. Like yeah. he, Different voices that he can help elevate them as well. Yeah. And so he does, he does, a, you know, he does a great job with his writing, you know, period.
0: And, and okay. one of the great things about wind one is the characters. There's a, there's a litany of characters. Uh, and for the most part, they are compassionate, kind, you know, easy to root for characters. There's another character. He's a bit of a prick, but he goes through a journey of self-discovery as well. I'll talk about that in a moment. And then, you know, obviously you have your main, you know, protagonist, uh, the bandaged man. Um, but he, you know, like I said, he builds suspense. There's a great cat and mouse Element to this adventure of, you know, the group, you know, being chased by the bad guy. And then what happens when, you know, everything sort of collides as you get towards the end of this first arc. And, you know, it, it, if, if you're a fan of, you know, adventure, you're, you're, you're a fan of fantasy. This is just a really great book. The colors are nice and bright. Uh, but when it gets a little dark right the artwork reflects that you know which is you know which is what you want you know when you're looking at art and, and, and books you want it to sort of mirror the story a bit and so you know as i, as I, as I, as I mentioned before you know wind you know he's our our main character he's got to be 12 13 14 15 you know somewhere in that you know that range and 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 as i mentioned in the in the synopsis you know magic is punishable by death. People who perform magic or people who of course you know, are is. of magic, right. Are, are persecuted in this. And, and you find out early on that wind is different. He's what's known as a weird blood. Oh, right. He's got these pointy ears, which are kept hidden. No one knows that he, you know, is who he is other than his adoptive family, uh, who you know, took him in as a baby and have done everything they can to protect him. And to, give him as normal life as possible, but then, you know, forces occur where when now has to escape and that's, you know, that's, you know, where, you know, the story begins. But again, it's, it's that, that idea of like, here's an outcast. We hate him because he looks different. We must kill him. And that person can't live their life because they're always scared or always living in fear. Um, because other people perceive them as different, right? So there's there's metaphors and themes up the ass in this book, but it's just done, you know, I think really well. You know, Sean Lewis is, is, does the same thing with his books, right? Like the themes are there, the metaphors are there, but the story that's written around it really, you know, really elevates it. Um,
1: I think it's funny like how you we talk about how you and I care so much about a good character like character driven stories if you if you're writing one we are much more open to that than anything else like that's what we need and but you you're two two of your favorite writers I mean I love Sean Lewis don't get me wrong but he's a theme guy first and it's funny how like we have both gotten we're so in on his stuff and then you talk about Tynan and that is that is your guy I mean next to Zadarski, but like, those are your guys. And it's, it's just funny how like, that's another, the is th- another theme guy and you are so, you feel so strongly. And those are two, like him and Sean are two people you bring up constantly whenever like it comes to their work.
0: Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, they, you, they, they really get you thinking it's more than just reading a comic book and being like, Oh, that was bad. I was like berserker. You read it. Okay. It's a mindless action film. The art was badass. Okay, and, and and you get there's not much thinking that goes on with that, mm-hmm. and, and and it's important to have those types of books because sometimes you just want to read or watch something that's mindless, but with, with Lewis and and Tynan and Zadarsky, you know, you know, Snyder, right? These are guys that get you to think. Right? They're 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 great writers in that they write great characters. That you feel for, that you root for, or that you hate, mm-hmm. um, but also they're able to then you know write those characters into stories that go.
1: Oh man! Well, it's, like, when you look at like die right with Kieran Gillen, and that's why this his book that's book is one of my favorites. And I you know I, and now looking at this last arc, I'm going to be a little extra critical. He's done so much where it's like this is all about the like, a, like we're focused so much on Ash and all this the internal stuff that's going on with him. Or her, however you technically want to look at it, whatever world you're in, like that to me is, I think that's so interesting. That's just something that I like, that's why Red Hood for such a while, it's like all this internal shit with him, what's going on there? And, And that's where, I always find that interesting even more so where like that's pushing the plot along above all else. But when, when you're talking about the over, as much as theme can be about the, you know, what's going on with the character and internally, it's just, I guess that type of theme is what we tend, I specifically tend to be drawn to. And you always seem to, but with these guys, it's, it's a little bit like they, they kind of go outside of that uh zone a little bit more and still your absolute go-to. But anyways, continue, please.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just they're they're must reads for a reason, right? Cause they're going to evoke, Something I can't wait for King man. Right. Oh, I know, I know. That's going to be that's going to be next level. But uh so getting into some of the other characters are members of the Fellowship, if you will. There's Oakley, who is Wind's best friend. Uh, you know, it's it's Oakley's mom who you know had sort of adopted Wind, and so you know, Oakley is Wind's rock. She is you know his his strength, his motivator you know you know you know his biggest you know you know champion and so she's with him you know every step of the way and and she's a really important character you know miss molly who is oakley's mom you know she is very very similar you know she's a she's a champion you know she's a fighter if you will for for the you know quote unquote weird bloods right you know she just you know she just wants everyone to to be free and and, and live and and she it's not a major character, but she's an important character. You know, when you read the first arc, you'll you'll see why. Mm. Um, and then you've got you know Prince Yarick and Prince Lawrence. So the other aspect to this too is there's a great conspiracy element. You know, to this. So you know Prince Yarick is the son of the king, obviously. And there's this, you know, conspiracy going on within, you know, who's gonna, you know, succeed him, you know, what are the plans, you know, for Pipe Town and everything else. So there's that 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 element to him. And so Yark, you know, there's this con- there's this plan to, you know, get Yark to escape so that you know there's 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 something else. There's some other gears, other wheels that are in motion, and it revolves around, you know, Yark. You know, fleeing. You know, the castle and 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 joining up with with a certain group of people so they can you know take over. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's that element to it which is really great. There's Thorn, who I mentioned just a few moments ago. He's a son of a gardener to the king, and he's you know you know Prince Yark is a bit of a prick. You know, he's a snotty, you know, entitled, spoiled kid who who really doesn't want to do his part for anything uh, and is sort of being forced to, you know, sort of, you know, or not being forced, but like he has to sort of be dragged to do, his, you know, what he needs to do. And, 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 and Thorne is another, he's a strong character. He's a kind character. He's a compassionate character. And he's, you know, the love interest of, of wind. And it's not like, you know, it's this whole romance thing, but it just through the writing, through the art, you, you see how those two bond. Um, and 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 why you know wind is just so sort of drawn to him. Um, and then lastly, we have the main protagonist, which is the bandaged man. Protagonist
1: or antagonist? Sorry, antagonist. I said I protagonist gonna, before.
0: Antagonist. Gonna, yes. Jesus, yeah. Joseph. Yeah,
1: that's about the perfect name for. Uh, I think it's a good name for a villain, like a kids' book it, that that right. works. Yeah, I like that.
0: Um, but the bandaged man, he is very you know menacing looking. You know, his face his face is all wrapped in bandages. All you can see is his eyes and. You know, he's the one that he's chasing the group, and he is is willing to stop at. He is not willing to stop at anything to get you know, uh, you know what he's after. You know, and uh, what you learn about him uh, is uh, is awesome, and 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 so he's a really great bad guy in all of this, and it's just it's just a really well written story, and and the art's fantastic, and the second arc. Um, I have to catch up on last week's uh, issue, but so far it kicked off with a bang. And I, you know, i, I recommend this to anyone, whether it's my 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 uh, my ten year old nephew or you know you
1: or or anyone else. This is this is just a great book. So then that comes down to you know the big question we ask at the after we review a book: what do you think this is better as a show or a movie? This seems like a weird one. A uh, show, a hundred percent. Because oh, for, think- now, for a for all, like, how would you package it? Like, who is your your target audience with this? Like, is it people our age, or is it people in their like teens? Like, you could target I- this to anyone. You could just make this a show, and I think people will be drawn to it. So, change, do a
0: complete 180 like you did a Sweet Tooth. Yeah, again, yeah, girl, yeah, so. yeah, yeah exactly. No, because it's just a compelling story. It's it, because you, you, you know, the characters are, are interesting. It's that adventure, it's that fantasy, it's that, 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 that cat and mouse. There's that conspiracy element to it. It doesn't have to be over the top, gratuitous you know, violence, but it also doesn't have
1: to be dumbed down. Okay. I think that the only thing after hearing all this I'm disappointed about is that the bandage man is all bandaged up. I just would have thought it would have been, you know, not that. I don't know. I was going for a joke there and I missed. Yep. I, I missed on the joke. All right. I, I tried. Anyways, it, you know, I can't, I, they can't all be home runs. Um. Anyways, Joe, I'm going to move over to my book now because uh, I'm pissed about screwing that up. All right. So let's see. I am doing the dev Sorry. All right, let's try this again. I am talking about Devil's Highway this week from AWA Studios. This is by Benjamin Percy. The artist is Brent Schoonover, I believe is how you say his name. I'm actually not familiar with his work. I've never, but he, yeah. I like the stuff. Uh, Nick Filardi, who was doing a lot. He was no, no fault of him, his own here, but he was doing a lot of stuff over with uh, Nightwing during that run. That wasn't exactly the best, but that that had nothing to do with his work necessarily. Um, And then the letters by Sal Cipriano, a name who we see, of course, doing a ton ton when we're talking about letters in the business. Um, All right. So this is five issues. This is a quick read. Now there is a lot of room for another another, uh, Devil's Highway story down the line. I don't necessarily think it should be with like the hero that we have in this um the protagonist however you want to look at that that character um i'm I'm hesitant to use the term hero now because it's like well the are they actually a villain? Because I don't know what they do in the bedroom. You know what I mean? They may not actually be a hero, um, which I, I'm totally fine with that. But anyways, I, I, so there, but there's definitely room to do more. I, I think the five issues for this story was perfect. It is, um, it is is fast-paced. It is an easy read. Honestly, you can crush this whole thing. I'm You know I'm not the fastest reader, and you, I, you can crush this whole thing in one sitting for sure. It's not like too fast where it's like, well, there's no meat on this. There is but it's just it's very quick moving and everything and i really enjoy that um but this is a commentary and it, you know i talk about how more about character driven stories this is specifically a commentary on a certain industry and that is the trucking industry and um you kind of we kind of get to know more about Percy's motivation behind that at the end of the first issue. Why did he want to write about this? And that story in itself, you, you've been bringing that up a couple of times, like the letter from the the writer at the end yeah. of the story. And, uh, and Brent Schoenover also has his own thing too at the end of it. Um, but with Percy's, like the story he shares, it's like ooh, actually no, I totally like I get caught up in the art, the right what the writer wrote. Shootover story is also weird. Like, like his whole motivation behind it all. So they're like them writing, doing this together makes absolute perfect sense in all this, just because they like have gotten a little bit of an idea of how weird the trucking industry can be. Like when you dig down a couple layers, and this is something too. Joe, like you know, like when you're we've when you look at. Where you grow up, if you stay there forever, you just you're that's what you're used to. And you're you know that there are weird things like like when I say weird, I don't necessarily mean like what I'm talking about in the trucking, trucking industry, there are just things in your area that are unique to yours. Like I come from an area that there are a lot of Portuguese people. But if you go up to different parts of New England or around different parts of New England, like they're just that's not necessarily the case. I go out to the Midwest for college for four years, and I'm like, uh, like I'm an anomaly because you just – a lot of people, I was like the first Portuguese person that they had ever met. Um, it, whatever, okay. But the, then there are other things. Like that, you don't know about that you think like, are that are fucking weird. And one of those things is the trucking industry. And I grew up knowing people who were in it, um, like like parents or whatever, but I just, you know, didn't think anything of it because you're a kid, you don't know. Um, but I know, like, when I know we talked about it on Change My Mind a while back, the devil all the time. And I believe Dork did too. Um, it, I cannot remember who, who said it specifically, but I think it was Wes where he talked about. How you don't want to see the um you don't want to know what goes on in Middle America. All the stuff that happens in like these small towns. Well, the stuff that happens on like highways and at trucks in the middle of the country, ah, you don't want to know the shit that goes on there. And and that's and that's what this is all about. And I thought it just makes you like it once if you have a little bit of understanding of that because I didn't know about that till I went out to school out there and it's just because I heard things from people not because I encountered it in any way but it's just like yeah there's some there's some weird shit that goes on and that's exactly what this is all about is it a horror story or what kind of what kind of what's the genre it's a thriller thriller okay I mean some of the stuff is horrific but we're not dealing with like spirits or anything like that there is some level of violence but yeah, you know, there are some people who will probably shake a little bit, but it's I would I would call it a thriller above all else. Um, and with, and I will say there was a, I, there was one time I think it was a like Quincy, Illinois. I went out there once um, to visit somebody for some reason, and the um, like that's in the middle of Illinois. That is not Chicago. It is very different. Um, and I remember we ate at like a diner that was open at like two in the morning or something stupid like that. And looking back on it now, it's like, huh, this was there was probably a lot of weird stuff going on at like uh, around where we were at that, like at that diner. So like, you're not, you're not a hero in the truck stop bathrooms. that I take it. Uh, I, I, yeah. uh, well, uh, I guess, no, I would be a hero in those truck stop bathtubs cause I'm not doing those things that villains <laughs> apparently do. So nice try. But uh, yeah, it was weird. Like I know like we're reflecting on that after I read this, uh, after I read this book, um, but the the main character in this, there, there are a few like there's another important character that we there are a couple important characters we meet along the way, but there's really only one that this focuses on primarily, and that is Sharon Harrow. Uh, she is ex-military, but she was dishonorably discharged. Uh, she came back home to see her dad for the holidays, and then in the first couple issues, the first couple pages, something happens to her dad. Maybe in the first couple panels, but something happens to her father that then motivates her to go after. The, the people, some of these people in the trucking industry, and in this like group that people didn't know about. But, anyways, I, I don't, again, I don't want to spoil things, but um, I think that the art in all this too was out, was, it's awesome. But Percy probably described it better than I could at all. He said that Schoonover and, um, and Filarty, they capture uh, it's like a, it has a nor- Northern Gothic feel to it. And it definitely provides that eerie, like, Oh, what the shit is going on here? Like, I just feel uncomfortable at every single turn that we take in the course of all this. Um, but yeah, so it was. And then with with Sharon Harrow, like, that's a character who's just like you—you you feel like her emotions a little bit. You know, she's got a lot going on internally. But she, in the end, she's just ultimately a badass, which is great. Like, you can get behind that. But the reason that I don't want to have another Devil's Highway story where she's necessarily at the center of it. I mean, we could see her pop up again down the line, but. I think that like her motivation in this story, as much as she's taking on the trucking industry, her motivation is not, I want to take these monsters on. It's I need to like right what the wrong that happened before as best as I can. That's all so, so her all she cares about is over. There are other characters in this story who could pop up on, on Devil's Highway if there is more from Ben Percy at some point down the line, which I absolutely would love to see that. Because this this is absolutely a story. Like again, it's a quick read, but give me like it, oh, the end, at the ending. It's at the end of volume one. I'd love to see a volume two and give me somebody else who's dealing with this crazy like conspiratorial stuff that uh, that's going on in Middle America. Sounds like this would be a great TV series. I think this is absolutely. And honestly, you don't need another like another comic series to write this. You could just um, keep going, right? just make it up. Yeah. Yep. You could make it as like a, like um. I think that was the only thing is that, you know, you can make this like into six episodes, this specific series into six episodes, but then you do season two again, have it with different characters there. There can be one character that ties it all together. I would totally be cool with that, but he not Sharon, uh, not Sharon Harrow. That's not, the, that's not the person who needs to be at the center. Gotcha. Of yeah. Gotcha. But, but I, I absolutely recommend this one. And I know Percy's done some other stuff over at AWA and maybe we'll, one of us will talk about that book Um down the our books down the line here, but uh, yeah, but yeah
0: this is- Axel was big, big on Ben Percy, and yes. he talked about you know uh, he, he, one of the things he said at the end of the interview he was like, "Go read his books from AWA now." And we both like as soon as the interview was over, we talked, and you claim this one, I claim that one, and uh, you know, so I'm I'm,
1: I'm glad that you uh, you read this one because it sounds yeah. fantastic. This was so good, and it's such an easy read. Like any like this, the thing is like. I, I thought about this earlier. This is the perfect encapsulation of what Axel wants to do with um, with AWA. Like he wants to tell good stories. He wants to tell different stories. He does like sure he's got the whole like superhero universe that he's building over there, but he cares about the themes behind those in in sharing those stories. And that can be in the genres, and they're all different types, and they can cross over and whatever. He's rattling off like fifteen different ones. With this, this is absolutely a book where I'm like. If you're not into comics, but you want a good story, and like maybe you'd like to try comics, do it. Go with Devil's awesome. Highway. You will enjoy it hundred percent. It is just it is a quality story. At the end, of
0: awesome, the awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, this we might we might be seeing this pop up on a, another another trade issue down the line because this one this one sounds fantastic. Well,
1: fifty is going to be a big one, but we're still a little bit of ways away from that. But we it's time. It's, I think it's that time, Joe, where it's, you got to tell me. The book that you uh, actually know—I want to guess. Take a guess, my friend. Up. Take okay. a guess. So you told me that you were—you had to go through a bunch of the ones that I've talked about before to figure yep. out what you wanted to do. So does that mean you read like a few, uh, like a first issue of each one that I talked about beforehand, or did you just like scroll through all the titles again?
0: I, I scrolled through all the titles, and I have a pretty good memory of you know each one that you've talked about. And when I saw this particular one, I—I I think I made a note of it at the time. I, I said, this is going to be the one you're going to do. And then when I went back, I said, yep, this is the one I'm going to do. Okay.
1: Well, now it's time. You read Tokyo ghost. I knew it. I absolutely <laughs> knew it. I was. Yep. I was right. I knew it was going to be Tokyo ghost. Ah, yeah. So- I,
0: I, I had to, man, because this was, I, I remember when you were talking about it. So Tokyo ghost real quick, uh, written by Rick Remender art by Sean Murphy and, um, uh, colors by Matt Hollingsworth. And, when you talked about this, as soon as you finished, I said, yes, this is, mm-hmm. this is the book. Cause it's, it's, it's sci-fi. It's, it's Sean Murphy. And, you know, and I, I, I remember, you know, when you were talking about it, you know, about, you know, the, the addiction to technology, but when you, when you read it, it's really next level. And, and Murphy's art is absolutely you know outstanding in this. And I mean, you want to talk about themes, nicholas like holy shit mm-hmm. right right themes out the ass you know uh, addiction you know codependency relationships you know and i just you know care uh, debbie and um and um oh my god not uh, lead but uh but but you know lead dent is maybe decay and lead dent, dent. Right, uh, but anyway, like those two. I mean, you want to talk about star-crossed, you know, lovers and one fighting for the other one. I mean, with with, with lead, you just want to jump through the pages and and strangle him, mm-hmm. right? At times, because his his, you want to talk about a dependency. You want to talk about an addiction. Right, his his you know the 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 grasp that technology has on him is just maddening, and I mean that speaks to where we are now. That's the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who amongst us doesn't have their fucking phone in their face, you twenty four seven? Nick, we're in front of a fucking screen right now, right? we yes, I mean, have
1: people watching us right now, and if you're listening yeah. to us on audio, you're right? probably listening to us at least through your phone, if not on your phone. And this book was written what six year, five six years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And shit, then wasn't
0: nearly you know, what it is now in terms no. of, you know, our dependency and the prevalency of, of, of everything ahead of its time ahead of its time. And so, you know, again, from a thematic, you know, standpoint, this really like, again, it, it evokes everything you want. You know, it, it makes you sad. It makes you happy. It makes you angry. There's, there's suspense built in there, you know, and we'll we'll say time and time again, like, murphy's art is so different from most of the stuff that we we see and it's also graphic man oh yeah
1: right there's 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 titties and
0: dongs all over the place oh yeah there's a (laughs) lot of
1: dongs yep there's a lot of it and i'll tell you what like that he just it's supposed to be like this neo future right but in a lot of ways it's all supposed to be it's just like a rancid place and Sean Murphy, like that is perfect yeah. for him. Like he draws, yeah. he, he is such a great dystopian artist. Right. And I absolutely love his shit. I and, absolutely and, love and, it. and the antagonists
0: too. I mean, Davey. <laughs> I oh, remember. How funny was that? How I remember when you sent me the screenshots initially and, you know, and then I kind of forgot about it and then I'm reading again. And it's just like, he is, he is a, you know, a perfect villain. And it was funny too, when I was, when I was reading this, I got a lot of Joker vibes just from Sean's art, Mm -hmm. right? There's there's, there's periods where, you know, he makes, you know, uh, Davey look a lot like Jack Napier, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Except, you know, davy has got all, you know, all this tech stuff. But he was such a great villain. And the ending to this book is so satisfying, but it's also heartbreaking, you know, as well, Mm -hmm. that I'm so glad you introduced me to this book, Nick, because uh, it was with 10 issues, and i i flew through it it's just you it's a page turner and it's a thinker uh and it's it's full of action and it's just i mean like it kind of reminded me in a sense too of saga a little bit just the fact that you know you're you're talking about this future it's off the walls like like Mm saga is in its home its own other atmosphere right yes but Saga is an great,
1: all-time comic. I mean, it's, right. But what's
0: it's, great about Saga, though, is that it is so off the walls. The 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 shit, like the the freedom that the writers and the artists had to do Saga, you get a bit of that here, right? Because mm-hmm. the art is off the walls. Like, if it's if it's twisted and fucked up, and you can think it, it's in the book, right? Much much like Saga is, mm-hmm. Not to the degree of Saga. Saga again. Another atmosphere takes it to a whole nother level, but there were like Tokyo vibes Ghost of is that fucked here. up
1: though. Tokyo yeah. Ghost is absolutely fucked up, yeah. and that's the, and that is what's so amazing about images. They just like they give artists yeah. and writers a chance to just. This is your thing, like we, you know, yeah. I, I don't know exactly how the business nature of it all works, but it's like it's it, you're the writer and the artist. If you have control of the IP, then you just do whatever the fuck you want. Like yeah. it's a good story. We're going with it and everything. So yeah. I, that's in Tokyo Ghost is a great example of a book that like. We, we've talked before how we don't like I die ending as early as it is, is frustrating for you know quite a few reasons. Um, just you know, we love the book in general, and maybe we would have felt differently if Tokyo Ghost if were reading it at the time it came out. Yeah, but it feels like it's just packaged perfectly together it in is. the amount of time, and you could do more with it, but I think it's perfect where it's at right now. Um, and I and I, I love it. It's it's yeah. it was such it's one of my like. We've had a few books like Devil's Highway was not something that I had read, and it wasn't necessarily on my radar or something that I wanted to do on the show. But it was, it turned out, you know, obviously, actual tells us to go and look at it. Why, of course, and talk about it on here. It's one of those like surprise books I didn't necessarily know, to, know what to expect. But with Tokyo Ghost, like this one just popped up because it got picked up uh, for a movie, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And we, I saw that uh, I didn't I hadn't heard of it. And then I see Katana Collins t- talk about it on Instagram. Of course, we had a friend of the show. But I, I'm like, oh, Sean did the art on this. Oh, I got to give this a look then. Yeah. And then as and then as I going through, I'm like, oh, my God, this this thing yeah. is as addicting as a technology in the uh, that we're talking about in the book. I yeah. was so oh, was how did so you know it's going to do this book? um well first you know you're you put out the instagram post right and you have all the different art that's there so i'm like okay whatever joe did he is that picture's in here that like one i was hoping you
0: would think i would do the opposite i would purposely leave it out oh
1: yeah he tried but the okie doke failed um (laughs) and uh i i and then i looked at all like he did this one like he's like i'm so glad i did it at the end i'm like that was one of my favorite ones that I talked about. That's that's yeah. going to be what it is. Um, yeah. All right. So I'm glad you loved it. Now it is time for you to try and guess the book that I'm talking about this week. So I have it between two, and okay. I feel like the logical choice is crossover, mm-hmm. but my gut is telling me you went with the autumnal. You were you God, you were so close. You had it. It was down to two. And I, but you went with the wrong one. Oh, the damn <laughs> you came so close, Joe. Oh man. No, I, yeah, I went with a crossover, but I, I'm all in on a tunnel too. I, I just, I thought that that one was going to have its finale. I thought it was already done, but it's no issue. eight comes out at the end of this month. So um, I kind of got psyched out with that, but I really enjoyed the first issue. But then I was like, I, I gave crossover, I was like Ugh. Like we've talked about this book so much on here, and I've said how I really can't wait for you to read it. I got to do okay. this one here. I mean, they are both again, the tunnels got off to a great start, and then there's some. I started reading um, the the resistance as well, and I've really enjoyed that. But crossover is just, whew, the ending of the sixth issue. So the whole trade, the whole first trade is out. I don't think the seventh one is out yet. Right, the seventh issue is not. Um, I, I'm pretty sure. If you could right. check that, but I, it is. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I did not see this coming whatsoever. And I feel like you told me at the end of the sixth issue that this did happen, but I didn't remember it at the time I'm reading this. And it's just the action and everything is great. And you, you mentioned how they're able to um, show the characters that you, like from other properties. And of course the stuff from image, like, Oh, they, they, they can use that. Like that's really easy. I mean, I would assume as long as you're dealing with artists who aren't, you know, a-holes or, or, or yeah. writers that are not a-holes. Like, so, hey, I just want to put them in for this story. Cool. Like, why would you not want to do that? Because I feel like that's an advertisement for your character too, especially yeah. with the trade. Because Kate's made a, made a point to go and thank everybody at the end of the trade that, that the character that they borrowed, and he mentions the you know the team or the character that he borrowed in the course of that. So I think that's a great advertisement for your book, um, if you're an artist or a uh, or, or a writer. But that was the, those characters. That was great, and you see those characters in their you know, all their glory. But then you have the Marvel characters where it's a little bit different and right. you, you can't necessarily see them. Um and I thought that was very uh you, you, what you brought up how like I don't know how they did that. There are moments where it's like you can only see their silhouette, like they're in a right. cloud of smoke and whatever. You know who they are, but you, you can't actually see them. So what's I think, the
0: what's the little girl's name again? Um Anna? Dot- Right, yeah, yeah. When she draws the picture of like who oh, like brought oh, yeah. her there, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah. it's just the cartoon and it's got yeah. the S like, on the front. Like, uh,
1: okay, yeah. we're, we're gonna see him, but the hand, everybody's seeing all the people at prison, like seeing like a little part of them yeah. that was very much Spawn esque. McFarland yeah. did that years back. I think it was somewhere within like his first five issues or something like that. Might've been his first one. I don't know where you see the arms of a bunch of characters from DC and from Marvel. And, uh, and it's like spawns, like, you know, not in, you know, in prison, like all these characters. are. Right? And that's the same thing that we're dealing with here. But yeah, this is, it's a fun book. Uh, well paced. There's a, like a lot of information that you have to get like, mm-hmm. sucked in on, but it's uh I can't wait for the rest of this. I'm going to be reading every, every issue coming out, going for I knew I was going to like it once you ta- yeah. tell me about it more, but I, I can't believe this wasn't on my radar at first, but yeah, absolutely. hundred percent crossover is outstanding.
0: Yeah. Cause it's, it's bananas. Like just everything they get in there, but, and you think at one point, like, Oh, okay. It's just, you know, Oh, they're just bringing in characters for the sake of using them. But everything was just so well-placed, you know, mm-hmm. every, every, even even the, just the characters in the background, they didn't have any, you just, like you see the tick, just sort of walking between buildings, and and you just kind of and and
1: the I missed that. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what issue it is. I uh, missed the tick. Wow, four maybe. Well, um, if we're, if we, I, I'll tell you what. When I saw uh, the darkness show up, I was like,
0: <laughs> "Oh <laughs> yeah." They <Let's> use
1: <laughs> and they use some really obscure ones, man. Right? I mean, it was oh, just- there's some some yeah. But also, when I saw the darkness, aside from being pumped about it, I was like fuck ever happened to that Matt Hawkins darkness book we were supposed to get? It bullshit. I'm still pissed <laughs> we didn't get more Jack. <laughs> I like that character a lot. Uh, yeah, anyways. I'm,
0: glad, I'm glad you glad I'm like, he's going to do these two. I feel like, you know, he might like because Mike, you know, like I was saying, okay, it's, it's crossover, well, but maybe a thumbnail because those were two books you were up my ass about to read, you know, because <laughs> you were dying to read them. Mm-hmm. And uh but yeah, if you haven't read crossover, do it. Grab the trade. I mean, it is it's 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 geek overload man it's, it's it really crazy. is but the yeah, story in and of itself you know again it's another it's it's another adventure story it's another fellowship right between yep. the, the group and the, getting to where they need to get to and and then what happens and then the way it like
1: what mm-hmm. <laughs> like at that, the end that it's like, moment hot, man yeah hot? that
0: moment just what?
1: yeah but yeah th- i'll tell you what um Donnie Cates, again, that's a Donnie Cates book. He's like I didn't I was trying we're bringing up how we're talking before the show, how we want to talk about how he's doing so much. I got I'm like, I gotta be careful. I can't tip my hand. I can't let Joe figure out what I'm what I'm reading today. We're talking about today. I don't wanna I don't wanna give that away because of course Donnie Cates book. But yeah, it's um and we haven't talked about God's country on here. And I think one. neither of us have read that yet. One of us is going to have to talk about that down the line, I but understand. I'm, I mean, but this has been, but great week, great trade. The next one will be a big, an even bigger one. I mean, that's the 50th issue yeah. uh, of the show. Of course we have the, the solicits in between that. So it's not going to be in 10 episodes from now, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want to do for that one. Cause it's like, it's a big one. So we we're, yeah. we're, we're closing in on a year. We are closing in on years. We got to right. figure out how to celebrate all of yeah. that accordingly um, yeah. because that's n- all, none of those are small feats for us, but uh, we'll, we'll use that. Maybe we'll use that as time to reflect. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll figure, we'll figure something out for, for all you listeners out there, but we appreciate everybody uh, as always. And of course you can catch Joe also on Twitch um, at backcracker. And uh, of course you have, I've heard it both ways this week. You guys are doing, is it season two, episode 13? It is. Yep. Lights, camera, Hamasadio. One of my favorites. Homicidio. Okay. Does that mean you get to kill Billy at the end of the episode? Because if not, I will happily appear with you. Um, No? I'm going to take this. No. All right. All right. Until then, until next time, Doc, stay sexy. You know it.